thirsty. Please be seated. To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, <clears throat> wherever you may be, and to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this Sunday, third Sunday after Easter is the, the first reading for today from the book of Acts chapter 3. You heard it read before. I recall just these words. You handed Jesus over to Pilate. <clears throat> you rejected him in Pilate's presence. You rejected the man who was holy and innocent. And you killed the source of life. But God brought him back to life. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who was dead, but who is now alive, my beloved. We're living in a day and age uh, where people are prone to disrespect and disregard authority. The bratty kid responding to some directions from a parent says, I don't have to listen to you. A mob throwing rocks at policemen. Saying evil things about the govern governor or the president of the United States, either privately or publicly. States arguing whether or not they have to obey federal law. And of course, if you want to take a look at where there's absolutely no authority, take a look at the United Nations. Disrespect and disregard for authority is prevalent and evident as we speak. The topic of our message this morning is respect for the authority of Jesus Christ, God's servant. <clears throat> and we want to take a look at the response to Jesus' authority from the crowd that was standing around Peter and then take a look at our response to Jesus' authority. The first reading for this morning, and this, this morning is one of those uh, Sundays where we don't read any Old Testament reading. We put in Acts because Acts is not a gospel, it's not an epistle, and it's not Old Testament, so once in a while we have to fit it in. So we have the reading from Acts this morning, chapter 3. But uh, when you hear that reading on this Sunday, you're at a little bit of a disadvantage because it begins with verse 11. If you want to know the whole story, you have to go to back to verse 1 of chapter 3. And to sum up the story, Peter and John, apostles of Jesus, were going to the temple for 3 o'clock prayer. And when they got there, they were confronted by a man who had been born lame. He'd been lame for his entire life. And so some of his friends brought him to the temple area to beg for alms because, of course, there was no welfare state back then. And um, the man asked Jesus, uh, Peter and uh, John for a handout. And Peter said, well, I don't have any money to give you, but what I do have, that I'll give to you. By the power of Jesus of Nazareth, Walk. And instantaneously, the man was healed. 
and he started leaping around and walking and jumping. And there was no physical therapist around. This happened all immediately and instantaneously. And the people were all so excited. That's where we begin in the words before you this morning. In fact, the man was so excited that he wouldn't let Peter and John go. Well, immediately, Peter deflected attention away from the miracle and away from himself. And he said, why do you stare at us as if our, by our power we made this man walk? And then Peter put the spotlight exactly where it was supposed to be on Jesus Christ. You people. You rejected the authority of God's servant, the holy, innocent, righteous one. The one whom you killed was the author, the source of life, the creator. But he was brought back to life. And by the power, the authority of Jesus Christ, the one you rejected, that's how this man is healed. So what's the application for us here on uh, third Sunday of Easter, snowy day, 2018? Well, I suppose we could say that uh, we rejected and killed Jesus. You know, um, on Good Friday we always sing, Were you there when they crucified my Lord? And of course we recognize that we were all complicit in the crucifixion of Jesus Christ because of our sin. But we really weren't there actually to crucify him. But just as bad as the people who crucified Jesus was the rejection of his authority as God's servant, as the Holy One, as the Creator. Disrespect for that authority. Today we take a look around us and see all the influences that are around us that lead people to overlook and disrespect Jesus' authority. And you know the disrespect for Jesus' authority. Those who set themselves up as in opposition to Jesus' authority. Today, you know, if you're really wise, you've got to choose your own gender. Somebody told me you go to college now and you have to fill out the forms for admission. They have 27 different genders that you have to identify. Jesus said, male and female, he created them. Who's the authority? And of course, there was that big bang and then billions of years of evolution. And the Bible says in six days, God created the heavens and the earth. And then there is the uh, idea that there is no such thing as absolute truth. Even Pilate questioned that way back at Jesus' time. But Jesus said, sanctify them through the truth. Your word is truth. I am the way and the truth and the life. And then there's the concept that there are so many different ways to heaven. And after all, everybody believes in the very same God, don't they? It's all sort of the same. And Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. 
And then there is the philosophy that the human embryo and fetus is not really a human being until, take a guess. Scripture says, in sin did my mother conceive me. You were already a sinner at con conception, and so you were already a human being then too. The question is, whose authority do you respect? Well, what I mentioned to you, you've heard that all before. That's what's out there in the world, disrespect for Jesus' authority. But what about hitting home? What about me? What kinds of things does Jesus say that we don't want to hear? Jesus says a lot, by the way, as far as directions in Holy Scripture. I looked up, never saw this before on the Internet, 50 commands of Christ in the New Testament. I never knew that before. 50 commands that Jesus gives us as the authority. I want to review just a few of Jesus' directions. Love your enemies. Got any enemies? Of course you do. What are your enemies? Political? Social, familial, in the workplace? Jesus says, love them, pray for them. Have you? Jesus is the authority. Jesus also was the one, you know, that coined the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. Treat others kindly even when they're not kind to you. That's pretty hard. And here's the one that's virtually almost impossible for us. Forgive those who wrong you 70 times 7. In Jesus' ministry, he also reiterated the Ten Commandments. Every day I carry along with me my pastor's companion discovered this a couple years ago. It's always been helpful for me. It's an opportunity to examine yourself, your own life, by way of the Ten Commandments. Jesus reiterated the Ten Commandments. First commandment, you shall have no other gods. I'm going to ask uh, just a couple examination questions because I can't read them all. For the first commandment, do I expect only good from God in every situation or do I worry? doubt, complain, and feel unfairly treated when things go wrong. The second commandment, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Am I diligent and sincere in my prayers, or have I been lazy, bored, or distracted? Do I trust that God will answer them according to his good and gracious will? The third commandment, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Do I attend the church's worship faithfully or do I attend sporadically because I prefer to be elsewhere? The fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother. Do I honor my father and mother and other authorities such as teachers, employers, supervisors, governmental leaders, and pastors, receiving them as gifts that God has put in authority over me? Have I been angry, stubborn, or disrespectful towards those in authority over me? The fifth commandment, you shall not murder. 
Do I treat my body as a temple of the Holy Spirit, or do I hurt or harm it by gluttony, chemical addiction, or other abuse? Do I hate anyone, or am I angry with anyone? Do I hold grudges or harbor resentment? The sixth commandment, you shall not commit adultery. Do I engage in any form of sexual immorality? The seventh commandment, you shall not steal. Do I take care of what I have, pay what I owe, return what I borrow, and respect other people's property? Do I give generously, or am I selfish, stingy, and greedy with my time and money? The eighth commandment, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Do I gossip, listen to rumors, or take pleasure in talking about the faults or mistakes of anyone? The ninth commandment, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. Am I discontent with what belongs to me? The tenth commandment, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, his manservant, maidservant, ox, or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Am I contentious, or have I encouraged disharmony in my congregation, family, or workplace? Have I done all I can to mend or strengthen broken relationships? We have to admit that we have disrespected and disregarded Jesus' authority. The Holy One, the Righteous One, the author of life. But Jesus also came to forgive disrespect and disregard for his authority. As Peter told the crowd, so change the way you think and act and turn to God to have your sins removed. Then times will come when the Lord will refresh you. He will send you Jesus, whom he has appointed to be the Christ. You have already been refreshed, changed from God's enemies to his dear children. Jesus has come into your heart. Jesus, I have sinned against you. I have disrespected your authority as God's servant, the Holy One, the author of life. I know, I know, Jesus says. But Peter did too. Three times, in fact. But I forgave him. And listen to what he said later on. First Peter. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never pay, pay, perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray. But now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. The denier, forgiven. What a testimony. Peter, thank you so much for reminding us of Jesus' authority as the servant of God, the holy righteous one, the author of life. 
Peter, also thank you for reminding us of forgiveness that is ours, alone through our risen Savior. Thanks be to God for that. Amen. Please stand. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, <clears throat> and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. <clears throat> and I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. <clears throat> 